Hi, I'm Mike. And I'm Erin. And welcome back to another recording of Beyond the Ranch. So I'm at the grocery store this week, and it's Thanksgiving, and everybody is going insane in there. And there's this lady standing there looking at turkeys. Mm -hmm. And there's a kid that works there standing next to her. And she says, "Um, excuse me, sir, but do these turkeys get any bigger? And the kid just looked at her, and he was like, no, ma'am, they're all dead. Aaron and Mike bring you into their world. It's not just chickens and the Angus herd. So take off your boots, relax, and go beyond the ranch. I don't get it. <laughs> of the course, turkeys are dead. Of they don't course get, they, they are. Don't, they don't get any bigger. They're yeah, all dead. That's the lamest joke ever. I know, isn't it? But it's worth telling. I don't know <laughs> no. why. But that wasn't is. even a joke. It was a joke. I would I would categorize that as a joke. I call that as a fail. <laughs> Epic fail, as Mackenzie would say. So we uh, we made it through Thanksgiving. It's now uh, Friday after. Well, it's not even after. Is it afternoon yet? Yeah. Yeah, it is afternoon. We are way behind. It. We are. So you know what? You know what screwed us up this entire week? What? Farmers market on Monday out here at the ranch. Yeah. You know what else has screwed us up? Attic construction project. Well, that always screws us up. So <laughs> Which may this is interrupt the, the podcast. This is what we're called the the mobile the mobile podcast unit because we went from our bedroom, then we went upstairs where we're constructing an office, and now we're downstairs actually at the kitchen table where Thanksgiving took place yesterday. It smells good. The flower arrangement on the table smells good. We should have lit the candles and made like an atmosphere of it. We could have sat here and drank wine. Thanksgiving ambiance. Have a little little alone time podcast thing. The kids are actually stashed away in the bedroom. They're watching a movie and hopefully uh, they will stay in there, but I... Almost don't, uh, yeah, I, I, don't, I doubt it. They'll They're come home out. from school, so we got all three of them. So might be a quick podcast, so let's get going. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So we're past Thanksgiving, uh-huh. and obviously this week was a little bit chaotic. We, we did the farmer's market on Monday out here. Uh, we're going to talk about that. But also that screwed us up because we didn't do a herd report. Oh, yeah, we forgot about it. I only got like eight or ten emails saying, where's the herd report? <laughs> um, it's amazing to me that, like, you know, once you get into the rhythm of doing something like that, and how easy it is for me to forget it, but everybody else is out there waiting for it. Yeah, and you know, every and I did, I totally forgot. I did too until I got an email, and I was like, "Oh!" And I think I told you that night or something else, or maybe the I, next day. No, I think we were setting up for market, so I mean, it was like four o'clock or something. I was just like, "It ain't gonna happen." <laughs> like, yeah. it's just. I know it must have been after five o'clock. Yeah, because the herd report usually comes out at five, and if you don't get the herd report, you can go to our website and sign up for it. And basically, it's just kind of a. a it's like a podcast with words, or a, podca- <laughs> a typed out podcast almost, uh, a little bit more organized than what we usually do on our podcast. But, you know, the the people that, that are waiting for that, it amazes me how many people are waiting, yeah, waiting for something for from us all the time. Except for this podcast, it has become super inconsistent as what time we post it on Friday, but we still always make it on Friday. You know, so. it actually doesn't make me feel bad about posting at weird times on Friday because... We post it, and then it has to kind of get disseminated through all the different, you know, if you listen to oh, it on sure. iTunes or on Google Play or one of, it's on like 15 different things now. And it, it kind of has to like flow through all these. So sometimes it takes an hour or two hours sometimes to get through. Sometimes I have the podcast we have recorded ahead of time, you know, I'll, have it, I'll post it like at three o'clock in the morning. So it has time to kind of filter through so that people on their way to work on Friday can listen to it, you know, while they're driving to work or something like that. But Sometimes it takes longer. Sometimes it doesn't take as long. It's really kind of a weird thing. So it's very fluid, the podcast is. So bear with us as we um, 
give you a real taste of what our life is kind of like. Think, our whole life is like this. <laughs> well, and I think we used to, this summer, like, there was no time during the day to record the podcast, so it had to be done, like, at nighttime after the kids had gone to bed, or we'd get up really early, like 5.30, and record the podcast. And now we're kind of, like, winter hibernation mode, and we're like, oh, we'll have time during the day to record it. And so we kind of try to do, like, Thursday when Lincoln's at school, or, you know, it's, sometimes it's Thursday afternoon, and then it's, oh, no, it's Friday, all of a sudden. It's like it sneaks up on us every single week. And not that we're not, like, prioritizing the podcast, but I think it's one of those things that it's like, oh, it's quick and it's easy, and it doesn't require, like, any much post-production or anything. So it's just like, we can just do it real fast. It doesn't even require that much pre-production. No. I think five <laughs> minutes ago, Aaron was like, what are we going to talk about? I don't know. We'll figure it out. We'll just let it flow. And I think that's the fun thing about the podcast is we do... We, we usually don't come in with a topic. Every once in a while we do. We have something we want to talk about. But um, nine times out of ten, it's more we, we just kind of see where things lead us as we go. And then we try to wrap it all back around and make it make sense at the end. Um, <laughs> I hope once the Attic Construction Project is done, though, we can figure out, like, our winter routine for podcast. And, you know, we won't be a mobile unit. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you, yeah, when you're doing drywall, you can set stuff up. Then you have to tear it down. You have to move stuff around all the time. It's a giant pain. Yeah. Uh, drywall is a dusty, nasty, horrible project. So it's... You know, it is what it is. Yeah. And speaking of, of horrible projects, how did how how did Thanksgiving come off that for you? Fine. I mean, you love Thanksgiving. Yeah, I do enjoy Thanksgiving. Um, my mom and I cooked pretty much well, just for a few hours on Wednesday, but we got almost everything done, knocked it out in like three hours, and then uh, we went and picked up kids from school because they had an early release. Saw Santa land on a helicopter, and came back home, and then made cheesecake and a few other things. So it was a uh, it was good, and then I got up really early Thursday, put the turkey in the oven, and yeah, I mean, I think food was good. We're going to have turkey for lunch. And turkey for days. How for big was that turkey? 27 pounds. 27 pounds. <laughs> mom, I sent a bunch home with my mom, and she's going to put some in the freezer, and we'll do something with it later on, but yeah, it was big. How big is the average turkey? Like, an average family of, we're five, six, including your mom. How big of a turkey would an average family need? I don't know. I, mean, I don't remember having turkeys that big as a kid. Now, it was just me and my mom and my so dad. This was like a farm-raised turkey, and they get bigger. <laughs> or they just, you know, they let them get bigger. Um, yeah, it was big. I uh, I don't know. A 15-pounder probably will do it. Really? Yeah. Do you still want to do turkeys at some point? I would, yeah. I think, oh, I mean, this 27-pound turkey cost my mom $45 or something, like... It was a lot of money. <laughs> For a turkey. Um, yeah. I, I, Especially when the groceries, do they still give them away at the grocery store? Yeah, like store? Albertsons does. Like, yeah, there are certain times, like, you know, they'll have a week where, like, if you spend more than $50 or spend more than $100, like, you get a free turkey. Or um, There's another, like, locally owned grocery store that, like, every time you spend 10 bucks, you get a you get a turkey buck or something. And those are good for, you know. The, you get a dollar turkey buck, and so whatever retail and then you can price. you cash that in for a turkey. For a turkey, yeah. So there's lots of places around here that do, you know, make it very accessible to get a turkey. Um, <laughs> so, but I would like to do, yeah, I think turkeys would be somewhere in our future, possibly. Um, not without some infrastructure and some equipment to make processing easier, because I'm not hand-plucking. Like, yeah. yeah, turkeys can be mean. Well, that's what people say, but they say geese can be mean and peacocks can be mean. And I mean, I don't really care if they're mean. Like, Well, you're not going to be out there with them every day. Well, I'll help feed I'll them. Out. You'll see me getting chased across the yard by a turkey. I almost think they're going to have to be in like a fenced in area and stuff. Or, you know how like people make those chicken tractors, those cages that they like 
pull along. Oh, yeah, I wonder if you can do around. turkey tractors. I don't know. I'm sure you could. I mean, they'd all have it to is be, a movable fence. Yeah, they'd have to be bigger, obviously. Gary Yerke was telling me a story about um, turkeys, and his, I think it was his sister had turkeys. And he went back um, to, he had a job back there or something, and he stayed with her for a few weeks. Mm -hmm. And he said there was this turkey that she had that would wait for him every morning. And he had to run from the house to his car and jump in his car before this turkey got him. And then they had like a a quarter mile driveway. This turkey would chase him all the way down the driveway. And then he would come home from work and that turkey would be waiting for him and would chase him all the way back to the house and into the house. And he said that... uh, he told his, and it was like a pet turkey. And he, he asked his sister, he said, why do you have this turkey? It's so mean. And they were like, well, it's just a pet and, you know, it's whatever. Yeah. And he said, if you're ever going to get rid of this turkey, let me know. He said, I want to kill this turkey. I will eat this I will, turkey. I will kill this turkey in a minute. <laughs> so finally, I guess a couple of years down the road, his sister calls him and says, you know, I want, we're going to get rid of this turkey. He's just too, too mean much, yeah. and everything else. So he said, okay. So he went back over to her house now his mom joined him this time and it, was, it must have been they were going to kill this turkey and butcher it, and his mom was the one that knew how to do all this right okay, yeah. so his mom was with him and they had the turkey closed up in this shed and gary said they they walked up to the shed and his mom who has who had at that at that time had glaucoma could barely see you know everything else and she goes to walk in the shed and he's like mom that turkey is mean yeah like let me go in and just shoot the turkey and then we'll just be done with it and he said she said no 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 (laughs) so she goes in and she said and he said they both walked into this little tiny shed and and the turkey's sitting on this bench she walked right up to that turkey grabbed it by the neck drug it out (laughs) and and did the thing you know with the whole hatchet deal and he was just standing there in amazement that that, that turkey didn't know what was going on and was scared to death of her. Like, oh, you know, they're just the meanest turkey in the world. And it, he said that turkey just looked like it was in shock. Like, who's this? <laughs> somebody's coming after me? This isn't right. So, you know, it was... I think that's how it is with birds. Uh, we've had some mean roosters and, and I've, I've been around some mean turkeys that will chase you out of the car and stuff like it. It happens. Uh, if you do butcher chickens, butcher turkeys, you don't keep them around very long. So, like, even if they're mean, like, it's just a few months. and They don't take that long to get I don't know how long a turkey size. takes. Like, chickens aren't very long. I know that. I have no idea on a turkey how long that takes. We've had a lot of mean roosters. Yes, yeah, but it seems like it happens at a certain age. Like, they don't start out mean. It's like once they're, like, a year or two years old, then they start to get mean. Right. I wonder if it's just a, it's a protective thing. Yeah, I think it. I think it's just part of their nature and stuff. So, I mean, we had a mean one that my mom, like, hand-raised and, like, was in the house all the time and was super sweet to her. It was a total jackass to me. Oh, that and was Mr. Mr. Peepers. Peepers. Yeah. <laughs> he was just horrible to me. Um and he was so weird. Like, even if he was, like, fine, you'd go in the chicken house with, like, a bag of feed. He'd attack the feed and stuff. And, like, he just got obnoxious. And he was old, though. He, he was, was he was really old. He lived at the North Ranch. Yeah. And after Gilbert passed away, we moved all the chickens down no, here. No, it was before Gilbert passed away. Was it before? Ch- yeah. Yeah. So it we was moved up. all the chickens. We moved. We relocated chickens, yeah, which I, he, I didn't know if you could do or not. But we relocated all these <laughs> oh, chickens out here. And, yeah, he was. And we had him for a couple of years before it was just, like, he was. He got to the, yeah, he was just, he went out, remember, um, your cousin's daughter, whatever that would be, was, was here and he went after (laughs) After her. After Serena, yeah. Yeah, and that was pretty much the end of him because. Well, and I think he started going after Gilbert too. Like he just, he was just mean and he was, he was old. I mean, he had to have been seven or eight years old probably. That's old for a chicken. I guess. (laughs) It's old for anything. Yeah, I I think I do really want to do turkeys and stuff. Um, I have another vendor that's maybe trying to, like, 
scale up a poultry operation and stuff. So we'll see what she does. Um, I don't want to like saturate the market with homegrown turkeys, but there's definitely like a need for it. And I mean, we're a ways out from doing it. It's not in the, it's not in the next year plans due to the high crime rate of uh, poultry around the ranch and predators. Crime rate. I was like, crime rate. What? There's, <laughs> I just pictured like a, a chicken running around with a mask on the, sticking people up. Homicide rate. The is homicide that? rate is high. There, there is, um, one of the things that happened this week, speaking of birds is somebody sent us a check from Cal. California, Robert sent us a check for $500 to replenish <laughs> your bird population. Yeah, no note or anything, just on the memo of the check, it said chicks. And baby chicks, yeah. Yeah, and that's thank a you. lot of yeah, baby that's, chicks. That's, that's an insane amount of um, chickens. I don't need that many chickens. Um, but what I do think we'll use the money for is uh, we need to do some repairs and we need to figure out some sort of like footing type situation for the chicken run. So, yeah, we need to build a chicken fortress at this point. Yeah. Um, so it's going to require concrete and mm-hmm. uh, so some sort of footing around the outside. So we have a chicken run, which is an area, I want to say it's like 60 feet by 20 feet or something like that yeah, that they can go big. play in and when they're not free-ranging, which they can't anymore apparently no. because there's just you know serial killers everywhere. Um, so, yeah, we have to pour basically a concrete footing mm-hmm. for the fence to go into yeah, for in the, order to keep things from digging underneath. Yes. And that's what they figured out how to do. And I haven't done any I found research. A wing, by the way, I was out feeding the other day and I found a wing out in the field and I was like, I'm pretty sure it was a goose oh, wing. Oh, yeah, we're missing one of the grapes. Um, I found some chicken feathers in the garden. Like really? a big clump of them. Not like a wing, but a, a clump. I was like, hmm, interesting. So, um, and I haven't done really any research. Which goes to prove that wings are absolutely useless. It was just I feathers. hate it when you get chicken. You go to KFC or Aaron cooks a chicken and it's like, who's going to eat the wings? It's like, these things are stupid. Unless they're, you know, like hot wings. <laughs> It's, yeah, but now we have boneless hot wings, which I think we both much prefer the boneless hot wings. I don't, I don't mind a traditional chicken wing sometimes. Really? There's nothing to it. I don't mind it. You could eat your finger and get more meat off of it. <laughs> you, you just don't like meat with bones attached to it. <laughs> so, I don't yeah. like working that hard for my food. I think we need to do some research, too, and see like <clears throat> if they're... I don't know if we can. We can't obviously do electric fence because it'll kill the chickens. Um, if there's some sort of outside you do outside electric fence, yeah, you it's, know. but some sort of in ground system to keep things from digging. Like put under. little collars on each one of the chickens so that they can't go beyond the fence. Is that what? no, no, no. To like keep the predator- dog fence, no, like no. The, the invisible fence. <laughs> no, to keep predators out. Oh. Other than just pouring concrete, because I'm worried. Like even if we pour two feet of concrete, like a ribbon, like are they just gonna dig deeper? Deeper, yeah. So what we need is like turrets. And, you know, <laughs> like machine guns, <laughs> some sort of security system that you always remember to turn off before you go check chickens. Yeah, right. um, um, the other option is to get like a, a dog that would sit with the that would hang out with yeah, the like chickens. a Great Pyrenees or something that would be a guard dog. Um, that was one of your so you could take this money and buy a dog. Yeah, I mean maybe it's maybe it's something that we we would have to do. We're so close to the highway. I don't think they wander much, but um, dogs. Yeah, oh. like a protection dog. I mean, if it knows where its food is. Yeah. That's the problem is we do have subdivisions up next to the ranch. We've got the highway. Yeah. Uh, People ask us about protection dogs all the time. And, I, yeah, I do worry about having any type of animal that that I'm not going to bring anything out here that I feel is going to be put into danger. Yeah. Um, So you have to have a smart dog that's going to know, you know, you stay. With the chickens. With the chickens or you stay in. 
you know this area kind of thing you, you, you know here's your here's your patrol route oh, you need to check to on do. the chickens you need to check the cows um, <laughs> you need to go check the pigs and and then you just do that all night long yeah i don't know I don't know, and we just we a little watchman's cap and a billy club to swing around while he walks around. <laughs> a nice orange vest or something. <laughs> <laughs> We've never had a protection dog. Um, you know, it's obviously something we'd have to we'd have to educate ourselves on a little bit. But I don't know if I amp up poultry production or go down like the turkey route. I mean, that might be something that is how worth the, the money. How do the and they don't attack? Obviously, the the protection dog doesn't attack the turkeys no. or the chickens or anything like that. But do you think they're like, oh my god, there's a dog here? Oh, I, think I think they're, they're like just freaked like, out by it. No, I think if they're just like raised around them, I think it's fine. Oh. Like if you had a, if you introduce the dog to the chickens from arrival, <laughs> maybe it would be fun. I don't know. Um, One of our neighbors here on the ranch has a uh, what do they call it? Great Pyrenees? Who? Butch. Oh, he does. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. I've never met his dog. This uh, this summer, all the time, I would come out and find his dog out with the cows, and the cows hated him. Like they were yeah, they scared he, like, the crap out of him. Stayed on but he his would come out and just kind of try to lay down with the cows. Yeah. And they, 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 oh, they didn't like it. They he were likes, running one way and then he, you know, he yeah. just, he just couldn't figure it out why they didn't want him around. He stayed on his property for a while and then he started wandering through the Yeah, he would wire. lay on the other side of the fence and watch the cows. And then eventually he kind of started sneaking underneath the fence. And then he'd come yeah. over and lay with the cows. It didn't worry me at all, except for the fact that the cows were just scared, scared. to death of this dog. And they were running. I'd look out and cows are running. Usually if cows are running, there's a fox or a coyote or mm-hmm. something out there messing with them. And yeah, it's usually well, and come, I think dog. When, I, when he started kind of creeping through the fence, it was during calving season, which probably his protection instincts like kicked in. Like, oh, there's little ones. I have to work that much harder because that's what they do. But the cows not being around dogs became much more nervous yeah they so. were really nervous we had a few in fact that might be why we had and i this this actually it makes sense we had most of the cows that had calves this spring that i had trouble with their calves were born along over there along that <laughs> fence line or somewhere near to it so that might have been why they were so nervous even with me around there was mm-hmm. there was two or three of them that i had to really either work to tag the calf or so not I'm not tagging that calf because <laughs> I don't want to die. Yeah, and when we get a cattle dog, which you know will be soon, you know sooner rather than later. Lexi's getting you know older every day. Um, it'll have to be. I think we'll have to be smart about when we get the dog, and it'll be not at calving season. It'll be too stressful on the on the cows because they're not used to you having a dog. But you know it'll have to be a you know a summertime thing or in the fall, and that dog's just gonna have to go every day with you to check the cows and and they'll get used to it Mm -hmm. so hopefully by calving season everything's okay right and usually i mean you would hope that you wouldn't have to use a dog during calving season yeah because you know it's not that hard to catch a calf you know i have seen people use dogs during calving to keep the mom away away, but i don't have that problem no you know i go out and they're so used to me being there that i can walk right up to a calf nine times out of ten tag it Mom just sits there and watches me. Yeah, and know. the dog might just have to stay in the in the gator, you know, during that situation or whatever. Um, but when you have to get a cow in, if you need to assist a birth, then I could see a dog being super beneficial to you to, you know, cut one cow from the herd and bring her in the corrals. Like that's a definite benefit of a dog. So I've seen people work with ca- with cab with cattle dogs, and it just amazes me because that like that in that situation, you know, they you can they know which 
cow you're trying to, to sort off and mm-hmm. what you're, you know, it's just amazing that they, you can, you know, I don't know if you tell them, do you have to have like a meeting, <laughs> sit down with them and I'll say, okay, number 138, we're going to take her off and we're going to bring her back to the barn. You got me? Woof. Okay, let's go. You know, I don't know how that, how that works. And that's part of, uh, you know, not having a dog before, not having a working dog that it's we a, have to educate ourselves yeah, on as we continue. Yeah, it's going to be a big learning curve for us too. Um, yeah. Lexi would not be down with it, though, so we're just patiently awaiting, even though there's a comment probably at least, not every day, but between... Every other day. Why don't you have a dog, and don't you ride your horses? I mean, gosh, we get several of those every I know, I just need to make a video where I'm out riding a horse around for 10 minutes and be like, okay, there you go. I mean, it goes against, like, what we said, though, like, you know, there's some boundaries that, like, we still have, even though the internet's being pushy about it. And if we do get a dog and, and, you know, I'm using this dog, then, then I'm going to get the comments that are, well, you're not doing it right. Yeah. yeah, You need to train that dog better or you need to. My dog does. Yeah. My dog can, you know, climb up on a cow and drive it like a tractor. Yeah. It'll be interesting. I mean, I think you'll just have to like disclaimer at the beginning of every single dog video. I am a newbie. I don't know what I'm doing. It's funny. Like the more (laughs) that we do the videos and stuff like that, I do feel, I have gotten to the point where I feel like every video that I do, that there's something that could be considered controversial or, you know, a big, a button topic, you know, whether it's grass fed versus grain fed or the cost of ranching or, you know, those kind of things. Like I almost have to like say, you know, I have to put a disclaimer in it because people, uh, a lot of people don't get it. Like it's, this is our thing. Like I have right now, there's a huge, um, hate thing going on with the grass fed versus grain fed, um, beef. And I found out why, because somebody posted the video to a grass fed Facebook group. Oh, okay. okay. And, you know, basically said that this guy, he sells grain finish, so he's only giving that side of the story, and he's wrong, and blah, 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 blah. These people are worse than vegans. They've been, like, coming after me like crazy, and I'm just like, aren't we both selling beef? Like, you you guys are, like, bashing me, and it's like, yeah. we're both selling the same product. Okay. Um, you got called a, a communist. Yeah, I got called a communist. <laughs> um, you know, but it's like, you know, do I have to start putting a disclaimer in the front of every video that say, this is our place you know this is what we do here what you do in georgia or tennessee or rhode island is going to be totally different from what we do here it's so it's it's weird to me so yeah i've gotten to this point where it's almost like it's not like a second guessing thing because i don't really give a crap but like you know you think about that and you're like oh you know somebody's gonna say something about that no it is hard because i do think sometimes you have to like placate to the masses and stuff and i mean there's things that like i haven't done on videos because i'm just like this is too big of a you know a good example is the salsa. Yeah, you, I you made to a get... ton of salsa, and Aaron was like, "I'm not making a video about this because uh-huh. there's just too." I get told I'm wrong. I, you know, um, I worry about and and like Candy and I worry about giving people like false information, even though like I do know what I'm talking about. Like I've taken a food acidification class twice. Like I know how to safely can salsa, but I feel like I feel unsure of myself and just like. You know, if I leave out one step, even though I don't think I would leave out a step, like, you know, then someone's going to do it wrong and they're going to get botulism and they're going to sue me. You know, I just, I do worry about that thing. And, and I don't want to spread misinformation, even though I don't believe that I would. No, I mean, I, I watch Aaron make salsa. I've never seen anybody make salsa who takes pH readings of, is it pH readings? Yeah, yeah. Of the salsa as you're going. And that you have, that's because you have to keep it the acidity level at some yeah. certain point or something. To keep botulism from happening. Botulism, E. coli, and salmonella. This is something they didn't do 50 years ago when they canned, right? No, gosh, no. I mean, you probably heard about it from your mom. 
you know, my mom never did that. No, or, we just canned corn, water bathed it for 12 hours, and she's just, you know, oh, no, that killed the botulism. Nope, nope, sure didn't. You just got lucky. Um, <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. the first time I took the food acidification class um, was a few years ago, and I came back and was telling my mom about it, and she's like, no, that's wrong, that's wrong, that's wrong, and that's not how we used to do it. And I was like, it no matter how you used to do it, it was wrong. You should have died. <laughs> <laughs> that's <know>? nice. <laughs> and it, it's a day-long class, and uh, the, they spend the first half of the day essentially telling you how you're going to kill everybody with your your canned goods. Um, and so it was super scary, and it made me super paranoid. Um, really, the only canning I've done is... Um, okay, go potty, dude. You don't need help. <laughs> oh, you want your cape off. <laughs> well, yeah, he probably should take off his cape before he goes to the bathroom. Lincoln's dressed as a superhero. Okay, good luck to you, bud. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, the only canning I've done is I've done some refrigerator stuff, which it's, you know, refrigerator pickles, you're not going to kill anybody, and, and jam to um, fruits, acidic, and sugar, and those are all uh, totally safe things to can. Um, and salsa is absolutely safe to can. Um, the only problem that you can run into is uh, low acidic tomatoes that are great on your stomach don't necessarily make good salsa. <laughs> See, this is the reason, like, our insurance agents, like, you need to have a million-dollar liability policy yeah. for our Wyoming life because anything that we do, somebody could come back and be like, you know, hey, I saw your kid drive a tractor, so I let my kid drive a tractor, and he ran it through a fence, yeah. and now you owe me money. You know, anything like that. It's it's so weird when you it, – it, those little things that you don't ever think about, you know, yeah. when, you, when you start this type of deal. Yeah. The – the grass-fed grain finish thing is an interesting concept because, uh, you know, I mean, I'm not. We might be a little. We, we're probably biased. I mean, I just think it tastes better. And then, you know, but the whole claim on grass-fed is that it, it's so much healthier. And there are some some health benefits to it. But the, you know, all the research that you did when you made it, it's you know, like omega threes are so much higher and antioxidants and stuff. It's it's super minimal. Like yes, oh, you can make anything look big on a bar graph. Yeah. You know, if your bar graph only goes from. 0.3 parts per million to 0.5 parts per million yeah. and you know grass grain fed is down here at 0.3 and ooh, way up here at 0 0.05 is um yeah. you know grass fed then yeah yeah so there's no no denying that it is higher grass fed is higher in, in antioxidants and omega-3s and all that stuff but i think you found a scientist that said i talked to like, a doctor about it and it was like said, eat a blueberry eat a blueberry have a salad <laughs> you know the thing that the doctor and i won't say his name or anything so i wouldn't want to get him in trouble but or have anybody come after him for this, but you know the fact is that he said that so many people are re are relying on getting everything they need from one food. So he's like, have a steak that is good, mm -hmm. and have a salad, and call it. You know, then you're 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 equaling yourself out. Like you know, it's it and, it, and it's moderation too, and yeah. it's everything else. You know that yeah, you know the 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 fattier the beef is, the more it uh, does damage to your heart or you know cardiovascular system or whatever, but. Like, you know, don't eat steak every day. Yeah, I'll put your cape back on. Cape going back on. <laughs> okay, go watch a movie and close the door. Yeah, it's, uh, you know, and it, I don't know if, I can't even, it's been so long since you made the video, but um, I don't really love grass-fed beef from this area, especially because um, just kind of like antelope, like, you know, if they're, if they're eating dry grass, you know, on pasture, uh, it's going to affect the taste. Mm -hmm. You get that um, gamey taste to it. Yeah. Um, if you're feeding high-quality green grass year-round, if you live in an area that has green grass year-round and you do rotational grazing. and, and More it's, power to you. Yeah, and it's really luscious, great, you know, 
wonderful tasting grass, you know, it's going to affect the flavor of your meat. I don't necessarily love grass-fed beef from dry land pasture in, you know, western part of the country. Um, you got hurt. <laughs> Did you put your finger in the door? Okay, all better. <laughs> Bye, Lincoln. Captain America pinched his finger. <laughs> yeah, that'll happen. You never see that in the Avengers, do you? I mean, it's just, yeah, and like I said in the video, like, I, I, I'm pretty sure I said this. Like, I don't care what kind of beef you're eating. Eat beef. If you eat beef. Eat grass-fed. Eat grain-fed. Yeah. Eat whatever you want as long as you're having it. You know, more power. That's great. It makes us feel good. Yeah, and, and we have a grass-fed... We're all on the same team. Yeah, we are. We have a grass-fed beef person that comes to market. He's our friend. He lives down the road. He came out and bought a ham um, for crisp, for their Thanksgiving dinner. So anytime anybody comes to our booth at market and they're, you know, looking at beef and they have questions and stuff, like, we're always totally honest with the fact that we grain finish with corn, oats, and barley. Like, it's not hidden in our, you know, our agenda is not hidden. We're not trying to claim that it's healthier. We don't, you know, we say... Simply, we prefer the taste and the flavor and the marbling that comes with grain finish. If somebody says, oh, I can't eat corn finished animals or I'm trying to be healthier or, you know, I'm, I'm doing this special diet, I don't necessarily agree that grass-fed is healthier. But if that's what they perceive, I don't have a problem with that. And I send them to Jason. Or we have another vendor, too, that does Highland Beef that's grass-finished. So they've got grass-finished beef options at our, at our market. And, you know... Our and our finished beef, grain finished beef is different from like feedlot finished beef. We offer free access to hay, um, and you know the grain. Um, it's not a hundred percent grain diet, and it's not just straight corn. And I tell people that, and, th and they can make their own decision. Mm -hmm. And you know, I feel like the internet sometimes is so hostile. <laughs> it, it really blew me away that I honestly like was attacked by these other yeah. beef producers and i was just like this is so weird that you know we're in the same boat well and even jason you know at market says yeah great that people like have the option i literally talked to jason before i even finished our first beef and i was like i'm thinking of doing this and he's like i think it's great then people have the option and they have the choice and they can decide which one they feel tastes better i have customers that have tried both of ours they buy from us i have customers that have don't like ours and they buy from Jason. Mm -hmm. It's it's simply there's not a huge nutritional difference between the two depending on which study you look at. <laughs> so you can find on either side of the coin you can find numbers to back up your belief, okay? Um so it really for a lot of people comes down to a flavor preference. Mm -hmm. And and they they do taste drastically different. So I don't think the nutritional difference is really that, you know, eat a blueberry, eat a salad, eat a balanced diet, take a walk once in a while, eat whatever <laughs> kind of beef you want to eat. Um, and I don't think our video was like, you have to eat grain finished. No, I very much <laughs> made it so that, you know, it was, I don't care what you eat. This yeah. is what we do. Again, this is what we do. And, you know. I like gra grain I finished. If that makes me a communist because I was like, this is what we do. I don't know. I, you know, it, it's you're not a communist. You're not forcing it upon people. I don't understand why people use words like, like Megan, our other market manager, got called a Nazi at market a couple of years ago because she was enforcing state regulation. Mm -hmm. um, <laughs> you know, you get called a communist on on the internet. Like, do we not know what these words mean? Like, Megan is not a Nazi. <laughs> <laughs> no, she's the farthest thing from it. Uh, you know, because we're enforcing rules, or, or you know, we're offering our customers 
And yeah, maybe maybe from their perspective, we're spinning the grain finish thing our way. Fine, but they're spinning grass finish their way. Okay, right. Jason has a different sales pitch than I do. It's up to the customer to do the research and have their own freaking opinion. I did tell somebody, and I was kind of I was done with it after it got posted to this group. I just got flooded with stuff, and one person I I, I kind of got tired of it, and I said, you know what? I'm looking forward to your video on grass fed beef. <laughs> You know, I just, I don't know. I just, I just hit the point, you know, and the other thing that drives me nuts is that grass fed beef costs more than grain finished beef. Yeah. And grass fed beef is on pasture longer. You know, it takes longer to get, a, a, it depends it's, on where not, you're it's not on pasture. It, and so this is the thing too, that drives me crazy is they, they, the assumption that, that grain finished beef is finished in corrals and confinement. Which ours is. We put it in the corral. It's on pasture now, but they're, they go under corrals for that finishing period. Uh, grass finished beef can be finished in corrals too. Right. Um, and then there's also like pasture raised grass finished beef. The amount of time that that cow has to be on pasture to have that pasture raised stamp on it, because, you know, there's requirements and rules and stuff for all this labeling, is very minimal too. It is not the duration of their life. Like they do not come directly off the pasture. Some cases they might. They don't come directly off the pasture into, you know, a trailer. Mm-hmm. Um, they're very much so can be some corral time or, you know, hay. Yeah, so. fed dry hay. Yeah. yeah, but it does. But it does take longer to get a cow yeah. to that point because that's why we do the corn, oats, and barley. It, it speeds up that that fattening and finishing process. Yes. It takes longer to finish them on on just just hay. So yeah. you know you do have that longer time frame, but at the same time. Um, it's not. I don't think it costs you as much as you, you know, when you're pouring, um, you know, when you're giving them grain every single day. No, because we go through about three tons of grain, two to three tons by the yeah. time we finish out. All so this. that extra price that you're paying for grass-fed, you're paying for that name, mm-hmm. grass-fed beef. You're yeah. paying for that extra name, and that's what drives me nuts too. And that's you know a lot of people are, and I and I and I might insult somebody, but you know I think that people are militant about it because they're that's their their money. I'm making more money off of grain or grass finished grass finished beef and you know it's a money thing i what i think drives me crazy is yes there's maybe some potential like health benefits but those numbers are skewed those those graphs are skewed um it you know whichever side you're looking it has 27 percent more omega-3s beef doesn't have omega-3 you know or antioxidants and stuff like and i don't have the numbers in front of me so maybe i'm wrong but it's it's very minimal and so it's just we're just skewing it to to and I think this happens all over the world. It's happen- it's, it's every time it you... It happens with eggs. It happens with free-range chickens. It's every time you open... You you turn on the news or open up Facebook and you see anything political or anything on the internet. Like, we are skewing everything to fit our perspective and our dialogue. And I feel like we're trying to be super... Yes, like, we do grain finish. I prefer grain finish. But we're trying to be very honest about, like, I do this. We do this because we prefer the finished product. Make up your own dang mind about it. Right. This is what we like. Get over it. Move on. You don't have to buy our beef. Mm-hmm. This is what we like. Yeah. You want healthy, healthier in quotation air quotes here. Quotes. <laughs> beef, yeah. If you have a corn allergy and you can't tolerate beef finished with corn, I 100% understand that and respect that. Go buy beef. Go buy, find a beef that you can eat as long as you're supporting the beef industry. But we don't get that same, like... It doesn't flow back our way. No, Although we doesn't. do, there's a ton of corn. Well, there, there, there are a ton of people that said, you know, I prefer corn. Yeah, I, um, there was one like a month ago that was like, give me a, a steak, you know, on a, a corn-gorged cow any day. Right. Yeah. Um, what I also think is funny, too, is we get a lot of like, you should do Kobe beef or 
is it Wagyu beef? Wagyu? Yeah. Whatever it is. Those things are so overfinished. <laughs> it's like the other opposite end of the spectrum of like grass finished. <laughs> so, you should do Kobe beef. Um, I don't think I'm going to give my cow a beer every day. That seems weird. Yeah. Now here's an interesting, this is on, this is on that same thing. Somebody just put this up oh. um, on the grass fed versus uh, grain finished thing. And it's from, it's same guy coming from that same group. Oh, okay. um, the problem with most hay crops is that they're produced using urea. Okay. This artificial fertilizer binds up nutrients in the hay, making them less accessible to animals' digestive system. Farmers are too concerned with quantity over quality. I wouldn't eat a corn-fed cow if it was free. Starts out talking about hay and then moves into corn. I don't even understand his comment. Well, they're talking about fertilizers that you put on hay fields. So all cows eat hay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. God, that's so you're, you're you're speaking out both sides of your mouth when you're you're saying okay, because of the hay, now I'm not going to eat corn fed. Just weird. Yeah. Like what do these cows eat? I mean, we're just supposed to eat 100 percent pasture beef that has no poop on it. Yeah, I mean, there you if you use if you use manure for fertilizer, there's urea. Yeah. In it. I mean, every fertilizer has urea in it. So we have to diaper the cows. I guess we can. I don't. Do that. I just don't understand. And this yeah. is. And and I would love to know more from that side of the coin. Like, educate me, please. Maybe change my mind, okay? Yeah. I do mean, your yeah. best. Somebody can change my mind. You're not going to change my mind by coming and telling me that I'm an idiot. I don't understand urea on hayfields. What that has to do with corn finished beef? I don't know. It's just. It's. It's almost like you know, just looking for a reason to disagree. Here's a big. Let's like. Let's just be honest here. Everything in this world has been shit and pissed on. (laughs) (laughs) At some point. (laughs) You know, nature. Uh, (laughs) uh, Yeah, I just don't understand it, I guess. So I would love, you know, I wish they would elaborate a little bit more and, and come at us not in a hostile manner, but like, in an educational manner, like, and not just, but that's the problem with, they come at us. Here's another one. Um, on top of inflated prices and tax bailouts into the billions, the price of meat is stupid. After 30 years of price increases, get the blank and hint. It's not working. So we're supposed to be vegan. I don't know. That's what I don't know. See, I read that as like, we should be vegan. Maybe. Yeah. I mean, I'm not getting a tax bailout. Yeah. You know, for the price of beef we're not getting subsidized on the price of beef no. and that's a whole episode i mean we, corn you know there is corn subsidies i mean you're not gonna there's corn subsidies but there's not beef subsidies no there's not a hay subsidy um no. you know it's just on our side of things there's not we're not you know there are people even in this area that farm corn or soybeans or whatever for the subsidy alone. Yeah, mostly like wheat. Yeah. Not so much corn. Well, but yeah, yeah, mostly wheat. You yeah. see some wheat, wheat or, some or soybeans peas, or peas, peas or something like that that they farm just for the subsidy. Yeah. Uh, we don't do that. You know, and so, you know, when you come at me, you're attacking all the, you know, the, the this this whole scope of farmers and ranchers. And it's like, yeah. we don't do that. And why didn't you make a video about doing that? Well, and even with subsidies, like farmers and ranchers are not getting paid what they should be for their. You know, their goods compared to what the consumer... Like, I agree that the price of meat is crazy high. And it keeps continually going up for the consumer. It's it's not going up for us. It's not going up for us. And and that's not right. And we've talked about some ideas about a video. Like, where is... This is a is, funny thing. We've talked about trying to make a video that breaks down who makes money off of... So, you know, it leaves us. We, they, we get paid a dollar eighty a pound. And then by the time it gets to you... That T-bone is worth $14 a pound. Where is all that extra money going? 
it's almost damn near impossible yeah. to figure out where all this money is going. It is like a hidden, deep, hidden secret. Who, you know, is it the processor? Is it the, is it, is it uh, distribution? Is it packaging? Is it the, um, the grocery stores? Is it the feedlots? Who's making all this money? Yeah. And as far as I can tell, you know, like feedlots from, from what I've talked to people about, they're not making that money. No. So it, it goes down into what I've, what I've learned is that the um, distribution there's four major processing and distribution centers in the country for beef. Yeah, so That's processing it. and distribution is what is making the money. And grocery stores get like a 30% cut or something too. Right. Yeah. So, I mean, is. it's not us making the money and it's somewhere somewhere down the line. Yeah, a process, but learning, uh, learning who it is and exposing who it is... It's tough. It's hard. <laughs> it's very hard because obviously we don't want to come out with the wrong information and get sued by somebody. Yeah. But, um, yeah, trying to figure out where who who turns a... a, a Dollar eighty a pound into fourteen dollars a pound. Where is that difference mm-hmm. coming in? And of course, there's you know there's hamburger that you can get in a tube for two dollars a pound. Yeah. So I mean, there's there's definitely you know we're not just talking about t bones, but yeah, um, but that's also like old bowls that get bought for thirty cents a pound. You right. know, like but no one wants to, no one really wants to know that about the no. It's kind of like it's kind of like the hot dog thing. You know, like <laughs> I love hot dogs. I don't want to know what's in that yeah, thing. You, you know, know. I watched uh, how it's made or something, and they were making <laughs> hot dogs, and it was just like this paste, and I was just like, oh, I can, now I can't have a hot dog for yeah. a day. You know, and and McDonald's beef and stuff, I think we're all pretty much aware that, like, it's not high-quality premium beef, but, you know, everybody once in a while has a Big Mac. and uh, Oh, yeah, people that say, oh, I never eat at McDonald's. Well, somebody is, because they're selling 30 million hamburgers a day. So somebody's eating it. Yeah. You know, and and those people that are eating there are choosing not to think about... You don't think about it. Like, you can't... No, nobody thinks about it. it's not even a conscious thought. It's, I go through the drive-thru, I get my hamburger, I eat it, I'm done. Yeah. You know. Even like to beef and stuff, like if that's all you can afford, like it's, I get it, you know, it's it's much cheaper and, and you're eating beef and I, you know, that's great. Um, but yeah, you, and that's, there's no transparency. Um, you know, what, it, how old is that beef? What is that beef? Where did that beef come from? It's you labeling. know, you take away the country of origin labeling. Now we don't know if that's United States beef or if that's Brazil beef. Where did this cow come from? Um, you know, you have no idea what it's been fed. And this is really why, although it's hundred percent a pain in the ass, you should buy local. Yeah, <laughs> it is a giant pain, but, um, you know, my hand. And again, we're, 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 uh, um, we're, helping ourselves by doing that you know by saying buy local we're helping ourselves because we sell local yeah See, so this you know it's almost you know you're you're self-serving yeah you know and everything and that was one of the comments like everything every i've watched a couple of your videos and they're all very self-serving well shit it's, it's like, our channel man <laughs> okay <laughs> like <laughs> we don't i mean we do this to 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 have these conversations and, and to hopefully broaden people's perspective, but it is our perspective. Okay. Mm-hmm. And so, yes, we like grain finished beef. We're going to tell you the benefits of grain finished beef and yes, you should buy local. But if you're in Kentucky, you're not going to come to Gillette, Wyoming and buy beef. Like, no, yeah, no. I mean, we've had some people that like have come through and they've picked up a cooler. How many people have we said, go find a local farmer's market, go find a local rancher. Yeah. Go find something. I mean, I'm know, trying to support, you know, I guess we're self-serving and yes, like I would love to be able to ship hamburger on the internet and sell it, but like I can't do it. But when I say buy local, I mean, it's like, go find your local, find a beef producer that you like, find somebody that grows vegetables that you like. Like it doesn't have to be buy local from us. It can't be. If you're in Australia, you're not going to come to Wyoming. You can't. I can't sell my beef outside of the United States. Right. You can come here and have a hamburger made with my beef, but I can't <laughs> ship it to you. <laughs> so frustrating. You take it home in your belly. <laughs> 
course, it's self-serving. Go make your own YouTube channel. Have fun with that. I love Sorry, it. Did I, strike no, a nerve I mean, it there? just it just irritated. It's been a it's been a few days of it's of been a few days of, of yeah of getting pounded. Which is funny. It's like it's good traffic. It's there are like. I'd say it's like 50-50, like we're getting new subscribers. You know, some of them are great. We get a ton of comments of like, I just found this channel and I'm absolutely loving it. So the exposure is fine. And like, yes, with it comes the bad, but mm -hmm. there also comes, you know, like you said in our Thanksgiving video, the benefits way outweigh the misfortunes. Yeah, I couldn't <laughs> so. think of that word. Misfortune. That actually, the, the, the Thanksgiving video, speaking of which, uh, uh, went really well. You know, one thing, um, Bill, the tractor guy who's a moderator um, during our live streams, sent me an email, or maybe he sent me a text, I can't remember. But he said, hey, I, w I have this idea. I'd like to do it. He said, I want to do all the work. He said, I'll do all, I'll edit it. I'll put it together. Yeah, this is the first video on our channel that you did not edit. Yeah, that I did not edit. Um, he said, I'll, I'll put it together and I'll send it to you. And then if you want to put it online, you can. And, you know, by that time, I was like, well, I'm going to put it up, even if it's just yeah. like a big old steaming pile of poop. I mean, I'm going to put it up. <laughs> but um, one thing that impressed me about the whole thing um, was the fact that everybody now nobody was coached through that video as far as I can tell. So, like, Zach Hewitt did a little section, um, Blake, Josh. Dave and Tammy, Matt was in there. Mm -hmm. um, they all, even though nobody was given a script, nobody was told what to say. It was basically, hey, just wish people a happy okay. Thanksgiving, whatever yeah. you want to do. Every person in there said the owl or our Wyoming life family. Yeah. That impressed me. Yeah. That, that was like, for those people, those six or seven people that, that did that video, um, they feel that. They mm -hmm. feel a family connection with what we're doing, yeah. whether it's self-serving or not, <laughs> uh, which which makes sense because if you are a family, you better you better take care of yourself yeah, and your family yeah. first. Yeah. Um, so that's that really impressed me about that video was they were all you know the our Wyoming life or the owl family, and I don't know if they were talking about like us as a family. But the way I took it as was the entire community. community. The, the, you know, however many thousand people watch that video that are all part of a family that watch that video and we're all together and we're all listening to this podcast. We're watching these videos or reading this herd report and, or we're coming to the ranch roundup. You know, that is going to, the ranch roundup is going to be insane. Get your tickets on rwyomingleife.com before they're gone. <laughs> they are going for <laughs> It's Black Friday. We got to sell something. Oh yeah. Good call. Um, <laughs> yeah. That's going to be insane. I, the, the. First, it's like having a family reunion with, with 200, 200 people. Strangers? No, no, this kind is the thing, kind of. It's like having a family reunion with 200 people that you don't remember. <laughs> We've never seen their faces. We've never seen them, but they're but they're but they know us. So they 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 are our family. Uh -huh. They're all coming here for this thing, this family reunion. Yeah, yeah. And we had amnesia the day before. <laughs> So they're gonna. Every one of them is gonna be coming up to you, going, "Hi, I'm Bill. I'm your second cousin. Um, you know, yeah, yeah. I'm married to your aunt's mom or yeah. whatever." And it's like, who are you? Like, it's gonna be insane. I I don't uh, think we're gonna be able to move two feet during this entire thing. Like, if I have to go to the bathroom, somebody better bring me a bucket <laughs> because it's gonna be. 200 people that want to talk, talk to, us. to us. Yeah, which is crazy. And I hope they talk to each other. I hope that I, I, yes. there's going to have to be, obviously, because there has to be. 
You can't talk I don't, to me. I don't want everybody standing in line. Waiting. I don't want to be Santa Claus with a bunch of kids standing in line waiting to talk to me. <laughs> I, want to be, I want it to be a, a, a fluid, Family. flowing thing where we're just walking around and, hey, how are you? You know, what's going on? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I've told hundreds of people already, you know, that I'm just, I can't wait to meet you. Mm-hmm. I, I, w- I couldn't pick you out of a lineup, but as, if you have oh, your name tag on, maybe I'll know who you are. Well, it's it was... Speaking of, like, I, I've never met you and stuff, like, even, like, when we, we saw the video, of course, before you posted it, and we were, it came in Wednesday night or something. Late Wednesday night, yeah. We were in bed, and, and you pulled it up, and, and we watched it. And, um, you know, even, like, Matt, who I have talked to on the phone, and I have seen pictures of, like, I don't know, there's still just something about, like, him sitting at the, his, his table talking to us, and, like, I recognize his voice, but it's like my eyes don't connect just because I don't see him on a super regular basis. Um, he sent us tons of pictures of himself and whatnot. Oh, like, yeah. We've seen pictures of him with his grandkids. And stuff like but there was still just like a second where I was like, I recognized the voice and took like my eyes a second to like catch up to like, you know, when he said Who his name. <laughs> yeah. Or even like Zach Hewitt. I have never seen a picture of Zach Hewitt before in my life. I've seen a couple on on the AT on the All Things oh, Agriculture true, group. Yeah, um, Bill the Tractor Man. Never like, seen him. Never seen him before. I was like, okay, like this is a weird. <laughs> yeah, it's like it's like all of a sudden all this stuff's coming back at us. But I, you know, we know these people. I feel like we know these people. I feel like they are part of our extended family and stuff. Um, so I feel like we know them, but it is that weird like visual disconnect and stuff. Like, and and, and we talked to these people on the phone, and like Tammy called me the other day. I want to invite you to North Carolina to have Thanksgiving. <laughs> All right, be there in an hour. Uh, I, I recognize Dave and Tammy's Southern drawl instantly, and and they've been here on the ranch in the past, and so I've actually met them in person and talked to them in person. So I, I do recognize them, but I don't know. It's just a weird thing. It is gonna be, the ranch roundup is gonna be weird. It's gonna be. I don't know if it's going to be... It's going to be surreal for me. I don't even know what to think of. Like, I'm super excited. But I I don't even want to have expectations for what it's going to be like. One, I don't want to be, like, disappointed. But I just don't even know what to expect. I want it to go smoothly. Like, <laughs> and I'm super, that would be nice. yeah, super worried about that. Um, and I, I do... I hope everybody has a good time and it lives up to their expectations. But, like, for us on a personal level, like, I don't even know... I don't even know what to think. Like, mm-hmm. first of all, it's still... It, it's so strange that people are coming from all over the country. Like, didn't you sell a ticket to somebody in Florida or something? Yeah, like, Florida and, and... I mean, all over the United States. Well, and even, like, reading yesterday's comments on the Thanksgiving video, like, you know, from our family... You know, I'm in Australia and we don't celebrate Thanksgiving, but you're one of my favorite families and, you know, happy Thanksgiving from our family to your family. And they were comments from... I love it when people leave where they're from. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's comments from people all over the world. And I was like, why are you guys watching us? <laughs> Don't say that. They'll be like, why are we watching you? That's a damn good question, Aaron. Click. Uh, yeah. Unsubscribe. I, I do think that, I think we're building a, a community and a, and a very much so an extended family. And I think it is unlike anything else on YouTube. And I think there's really great, amazing. We have had, so... We've had sponsorship uh, uh, opportunities come to us that we have turned down. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the things that we talked about, and we're going to wrap this up here before too long, folks. I don't want to hang out with you too long, or, or I want to hang out with you, but I don't want to wait. I don't want to keep, you know, just rambling on. But um, you know, we've had all these sponsorship opportunities come th- come through that could 
create more growth for the channel. Mm -hmm. But one of the things that we talked about, even from the very beginning, was that if we're going to do this, we're in for the long haul. It's going to be the, the, the long road. Like we're mm -hmm. taking the... It's a long, slow road. <laughs> yeah. But I mean, you can, you, can, you can do things like sponsorships and stuff like that and get a bunch of subscribers and, you know, build fast that way. But then are those subscribers people that are going to be with you yeah. as a community, as a family, you know, yeah. subscriber numbers, great, but views and interaction and stuff is really much more important. And so like, yeah, we could have a hundred thousand subscribers, but if our videos are only getting, you know, very minimal viewage, it doesn't matter how many subscribers we have. Like, right. And people can still watch the video and still not care. Yeah. You know, that's why, you know, every video we put out, there's a reason behind it. There's a story. There's a story. There's something to it because we want you to be a part of our family. Mm -hmm. And we want you to know what we're going through so that when we have great things happen, you're right there with us. Mm -hmm. And when we have bad things happen, you're there too. But that's that's part of the story. And that's that's where we want you guys to um, be a part of our family. So if you can come to the Ranch Roundup, it's August 24th. Oh my gosh, I think. Um, I, I just had a brain fart there. Um, 2019, you can buy tickets online. You can come hang out with us. Um, but if you can't, that's fine too, because like we consider so many people who aren't coming part of our family as yeah. well. And, and we're going to live stream on Friday, the 23rd. And of course, we will have another video about the Ranch Roundup. So if you can't make it, you're still going to get to see what goes on at the ranch roundup yeah so um yeah and you know we're only doing 200 tickets so obviously not everybody can come um uh, we'll see how this one goes and then maybe uh if there's more demand next year we'll uh do more tickets yeah we'll figure out something do it bigger do it better um, you always got to leave yourself room to grow. Maybe we should have only done 100 tickets this year just to try it out. Maybe like 10 tickets and be like, okay, we're just going to invite like 10 people and see uh, how we get along. Yeah. Um, it, it'll be interesting. And I think that it's going to be a lot of fun. And it, you know, we'll try not to make it self-serving. <laughs> you know, back to that self-serving thing. Like, oh, like you said, like, uh, if you have a family, like you better look out for each other and stuff. Like I think it's okay to be self-serving, but you can be selfless and you can be thankful and gracious at the same time. But oh yeah. boy, there's a, there's a revolution for you. <laughs> that should um, be printed on the front page of the internet. Like I know. When you, when you go to Google, that's when you, when you open up your, your web browser, that's what it should say. <laughs> be nice. Be courteous. I think you can be self-serving, but not selfish. Yeah. And I don't think that we're selfish people. I think our videos, you know, gosh, we've made a ton of videos about what we give back to our community. And I, you know, we always can do more. Um, but I don't think we're selfish. If I, if if we're not going to look out for ourselves and our family and, and the family ranch, who's going to? Nobody. Nobody. Not that guy that has grass-fed beef that thinks I'm a communist. No. He doesn't give a crap what happens here. Nope. All right, guys, that's it for today. We're going to wrap things up. Uh, moving right along, we've got a video coming out on Sunday that's going to be a lot of fun. Mackenzie is going to be hanging out with me, so I hope that you're able to come and check that out. Another video on Tuesday, which will be the project list, and then we're back for another live stream. Yeah. Because you got to skip a video this I week with Thanksgiving. Woohoo, you got a week off. No, you didn't. You had to hang out in the kitchen and make dishes. I did have to cook a lot. And I mean, it was like a busy week. I like stayed up Saturday, made salsa. Sunday, we I like went to the grocery store, cleaned, you know, did stuff around the house with the kids. Monday was an insane day. 
Tuesday was, uh, yeah, buy groceries for Thanksgiving. Wednesday was cook for Thanksgiving. Thursday was Thanksgiving. Today I'm going to clean out some drawers and some closets. And Yeah, Erin's going into full cleanup. <laughs> Speaking of giving back, she's got a ton of stuff that's going into the council. Uh, we're going to go through and clean out a whole bunch of baby clothes and cribs and all kinds of stuff. And hopefully all that stuff can find a good place in the it's community. Like we've too, been so. in the house five years. It's time for some deep cleaning. And, and we can't even get to our Christmas stuff in the attic. So some shit's got to go. Uh, but... Go to our, it is Black Friday. So in the spirit of Black Friday, buy your tickets to the Ranch Roundup. <laughs> There's still jerky on our website. And new merchandise is coming soon. That's another thing that we worked on this week, last week. We've is, got some new merchandise coming. We've got uh, some uh, whiskey glasses coming. So there are Wyoming Life whiskey glasses. So you can have a drink with me during live stream. Uh, we have uh, coffee mugs. Or what are those called? The, like stainless steel travel mugs. Travel mugs. Uh Hats are coming, yeah. including trucker hats, which people have been wanting for months. <laughs> uh, trucker hats are coming along with ball caps. And a really cool thing that we're going to try is honey from right here on the ranch. So um, you can hopefully be seeing all those things pretty soon here on the website as they come in. Um, our, we're you know gathering stuff up. We're getting pictures done. We're getting stuff like that done so that we can boxes. get up on the website. We have to get boxes. Shipping paraphernalia. Shipping is a- <laughs> Shipping is a full-time job. We can have a shipping department uh, practically at this point. So, um, again, thank you guys for coming and hanging out with us today. We're coming up on an hour here in just a, just a few minutes. So I hope that we filled up your commute or your tractor time or whatever it is that you were doing. Uh, and we will be back again next Friday on Beyond the Ranch. Aaron and Mike bring you into their world. It's not just chickens and the Angus herd. So take off your boots, relax, and go beyond the ranch.